Hello, hello, hello. Good morning, afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are joining us from. Hi, guys. I hope you are doing well and are having a good week. Hope everyone has been doing less and relaxing. So, um, as always, you are now listening to Homegirls Unite. Please do not listen to this podcast whilst cooking, cleaning, or doing any childcare related activities. Sit back and relax. Hi, guys. So, today, you are finally going to meet our second co-host. Hi, Senya. How are you? Hi, Yasin. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Um, a bit cold, but not too bad. How's your week been so far? So far, um, not bad. I'm enjoying the good weather over here. I'm pretty lucky. Um, it's been sunny and in the high 70s and 80s. So um, just busy with, you know, everyday things. Work, work, work. Um, I'm happy to have you here. Um, guys, I'm really excited to have Sanya here so you guys can meet her and get to know her. Um, before we go forward, Sanya, what have you done for yourself this week? Well, I took a day, uh, Sunday, I took a day at the beach by myself and I, I mean, I just enjoyed it. Um, sat there, listened to the ocean and um, thought about, you know, things going on in my life. And um, I made sure that I ate well. And um, I'm making sure to get to bed on time because I've been struggling with getting enough sleep. Those are really good ones. Um, me and Kieran always talk about how it's so important to kind of make do your own definition of what treating yourself means. Um, cause I think sometimes we're always like, it has to be like grand gestures of doing things like big things, but it can be as little as, or as big as eating well, sleeping longer, etc. So I'm glad that you were able to do that for yourself. Um, so thank you for agreeing to be my second co-host. Um, it's been it was really hard, like reading through all the applications and stuff. But I think one of the reasons why I really wanted you to be part of the team is I really enjoyed reading your application. And one of the things we are trying to do more of at Homegirls is reaching different generations of eldest daughters. And I feel like you were the perfect candidate and co-host to be able to do that. Um, so what was your, what would you say your first memory was of being an eldest daughter? Okay. Well, first let me say thank you. I'm so, I'm so happy to join you, um, and, and everybody here. Um, that's a good question. My, my first memory as an eldest daughter, um, honestly, just taking care of my sisters, <laughs> taking care of taking care of them all the time. My parents worked a lot. Um, and so I, um, I took care of them. They were my little dolls and my playmates and my charges. And, um, that's, that really (laughs) defines my childhood. Yeah, that's, um, that's really sweet. Like your little dolls. Um, did you, now that you guys are adults, do you feel like your eldest daughter role, um, what's the word? Did your did it ever rob you of being a sister? 
um even though you were a sister did you ever did you feel like a sister or did you feel more like a second parent or a third parent um, to them you know i would i think a lot about that um i feel that well i mean I, i was a sister as well as i could be a sister right i don't know any better but looking at it from this side i feel that it did interfere with my ability to really bond with them as a sister because i felt really strongly i just felt you know like i had so much responsibility to take care of them and and be the example for them um and it reminds me of one particular uh incident that came up when i was talking to my sisters my two sisters they hung out a lot together even though they have the same age gap that i have with my middle sister i i really didn't hang out with them and they wanted me to like to accompany me to like a get together and I didn't want to take them because I knew that the environment wasn't going to be a good one for them and I wanted to be myself and I didn't want anything that I did to influence them in any negative way um so I think I missed out on a lot of bonding experiences as a sister do you know what I mean um because yeah cuz they went out and did a lot, all kinds of fun stuff together but I was always so um, I guess kind of rigid with being in charge. Mm. Yeah. Do you think do you feel like now as an adult were you able to get any of that back because I feel like a lot of my generation of elders daughters they fear that they may never have such relationship with their siblings because like you mentioned they had their own relationship and sometimes we may feel like we're third wheeling yep in our sibling relationship and feel like the outsiders does that ever change um as you get older or does has it stayed the same well i think it depends um it depends on the person right everybody's different too and um i can tell you for speaking for me personally it's been challenging um i feel like i missed out on something and i still feel like i'm you know like you said third wheeling um part of it though might be because i've lived along i've lived away from them for a very long time so um i miss that adult time with them as well um so that might be part of it but um i think it could change depending on each person whether as the oldest sister if you or the eldest sister if you're if you're willing to you know understand that dynamic and do what you can and try not to take it personally and then the other sisters if they're or the other siblings if they're willing to you know step back and maybe look at you more as a real you know person versus my eldest sister who was in charge and you know and she would maybe she disciplined me or um boss me around. So it, it's a tough question. I think it's possible, but it just depends on everybody's attitudes and willingness to, to be open yeah. to it. Yeah, that's that's a good point and I think also once your adults and everyone moves apart, it does make it a bit harder to be able to build those relationships, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's possible like you said depending on like the context and the people involved. Um so yeah thanks for that. So I've I have this theory that elders daughters go into roles in terms of professionally that help people 
Um, so do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and if that rings true to your experience? Oh my gosh, it definitely does ring true, uh, for my experiences. Um, I'm, I'm a healthcare provider. Uh, I've been in the healthcare field for man, over, over 30 years. I was a nurse. Um, I'm now a pharmacist. Um, I, wow. I love to help people and, um, like even uh, even within my pharmacy career, I started I started um, studying functional medicine as a way to help more people. I'm all about just helping people and like giving them the information. Like I found out something new and interesting and exciting and potentially life changing. I want you to have it too. Um, and I I don't know. Has that been your experience, Yasin? Is that something that's common with eldest daughters? <laughs> Yes, I think it definitely is. I definitely feel like looking at my friendship and eldest daughters and what roles that we're in, it's very similar to wanting to help people and doing more for other people. And I think, I don't know, I feel like when when I look at my younger siblings, they go into roles because it's like, oh, this is what's going to get me the most money. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. But I feel like a lot of elders' daughters think about the outcome of who they're helping. And then sometimes like the monetary stuff comes second, which I don't think is always a great thing to do because you should be paid for what you do and paid fairly for what you do. But unfortunately, I feel like the, a lot of the sectors, especially here in the UK, um, the sectors that we end up going in are quite um, low paid, um, like especially the charity sector, etc. So, but I definitely feel the same. I've been doing work like NGO sector for as long as I've been in the professional world. What made you feel like this is like there was no other profession I could go into, but like be a nurse and then to become a pharmacist. And if you were to leave this role do you think the next thing you went into would be another space where you help people (laughs) it absolutely would be um (laughs) honestly if i'm true to if i'm true to myself and my memories uh my what i originally wanted to do when i grew up was still helping people but what is wasn't necessarily healthcare. i wanted to i wanted to own a gym and i wanted to help people get working out and (laughs) Um, I wanted to get certified and, you know, teach aerobics and like do all of it. I mean, so impossible, right? (laughs) Um, And I think that if I were to leave pharmacy now, I would, I would probably just grow more into the functional medicine space. Um, uh, Like I said, it's not exactly um, uh, pharmacy in that I'm not just talking about medications and side effects and what to expect, but more about uh, ways to help yourself, like evaluating your lifestyle. Um, what can you what are what can you tweak to help yourself feel better? Uh, let's learn about your health conditions. Um, I'm very much the nerd, yes, and I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> but, uh, I, I love helping people that way, and so yes, it would it would still be the same whether I was a pharmacist or not. And whether I had uh, accomplished yeah. my original dream, I'd still be out there wanting to help people get healthy or healthier. <laughs> that's, 
that's really that's really cool and I feel being an eldest daughter comes with being a high achiever as well um so it's always like the next thing the next thing like sometimes it's like you know what I've actually done a lot for people um let me take a step back and do stuff for myself so with that being said how do you prioritize like your needs versus like what everyone else wants you to do and making sure that the guilt doesn't affect you as much well um you know I was a very different person up until maybe like I don't know I want to say 10 years ago maybe 10 to 15 years ago something happened before then um I was always about other people putting my needs last making sure everything was done um and then I don't know slowly I just started, and and I think it started when I uh, started seeing a therapist when I realized, you know, I had some unhealthy coping mechanisms um, that I slowly started putting things into perspective and putting my needs first. And um, and I, I've been, you know, following, of course, all the posts on Instagram and, and listening to the other podcasts. And I didn't realize that it's a common thing for eldest daughters to, like, move away Um and that's something that I've done. I, I live very far away from my family. And um, mm. I don't, sometimes I feel guilt about it, especially when I hear my other friends talk about how close they are to their family and how much time they spend together. But um, for me, I feel, I, I feel good. I feel normal being away from them and just taking care of what I need to do. I, I don't yes. know, that sounds a little selfish, yes. doesn't it? <laughs> No, it's not. <laughs> I feel like um, that what you just said now is kind of like a common theme for eldest daughters to say how they feel, but then have like a clause after it. Like, oh, um, like I've moved away, but it might be a bit selfish. Oh, my parents are strict, but they're really nice people. It's like you can say what you feel, without explaining yourself um but I think because we've been raised to always not feel the feelings we want and put everyone else's above our own um probably the consequences of that now so no it's not selfish and I'm glad that you're happy like where you are now even if it's far away from everyone else um so what would you say your favorite thing is about being an eldest daughter because I asked this to guests at the end of the podcast and some of them don't really have many favorite things to say do you have any I do I do one of the things that I that I realize is I'm the keeper of the memories I'm the eldest daughter I was around I remember my parents you know when they were younger and all things that mm. happened. I, I love that. So when um, when we get together and things come up, I, I like being able to either, like if they can't remember, I can I can share with them or I can set the record straight. Like I remember, yeah. all right, I was, I'm the oldest daughter. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, but I love that, that I, I'm the keeper of all the memories and, and they're there. There's, there's bad memories, but there's also a lot of good memories. And I'm trying to think what else. Yeah. Honestly, one other thing is I'm, I'm resourceful, man. Like I I think 
When you're yes. the eldest <laughs> daughter, you are resourceful. Like you said, you're like got this drive, like to be an overachiever there. I'm not trying to brag or anything like that, but I, my friends, they, when they think about me, they refer to me, they say, you're the most, like, you're the strongest person I know. You're so fearless. Um, and I don't particularly want to be known as the strongest person I know or that anyone knows because we're, we're all humans, right? <laughs> but fearless part, I like that. And um, I do feel like that. Yes. And I think that that's directly attributed to, you know, the huge level of responsibility put on my shoulders at a, at a young age and how to be resourceful. And I love that. I, I attribute a lot of my positive uh, characteristics and qualities now to that. That's really, um, I, I, I second that. I think those are also some of the qualities that I really appreciate in myself. And also, I was actually having a conversation today with um, another eldest daughter in terms of language, for especially those of us that grew up in immigrant homes. Um, it seems like the eldest children um, tend to be the one that learn their parents' language. And the younger ones don't seem to, either the parents are tired from parenting and teaching the cultural stuff and they just leave you to it and to do what you want. Whereas for the firstborns, they really wanted to like preserve the language, the culture, etc. So I think that's an aspect of being an eldest daughter that I really appreciate that I can speak like my um, language and bilingual and speaking all these different languages and understanding and being able to connect to people um, from where I'm from. So that's another positive that I found today <laughs> about being an You're absolutely daughter. right. That's an excellent point. I, I've i thought about that in the past, but it, it slipped my mind. But absolutely, I, I'm bilingual too in Spanish mm -hmm. and um, it, it just has helped me professionally um, in so many ways. But yeah. Again, I can help people, you know, wherever I go because I speak that language and I have translated yes. for people at the supermarket, you know. <laughs> so, yes. Yeah. Oh, like anywhere, seniors, they're like, don't worry, I got okay. this. <laughs> Just helping people everywhere. I love it. Um, so my final question is, what are you most excited about? with the podcast like what do you want to bring to the podcast well um as i as i shared with you when we uh when we spoke the very first time um it it was a kind of a new revelation to me to realize that so much of my personality um is rooted in this eldest daughter role um so what i what i'm most excited about and what i'm hoping is that in me sharing um, my experiences, um, what I've done, you know, to help myself, maybe that will help others. And then also from learning from other, other eldest daughters, it'll help me grow as well, because it, this is, this is something that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm realizing and learning something new about myself almost every day. Uh, when I put it in this perspective of being an eldest daughter, and what that means. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, I think, yeah, I completely agree. I feel like, I feel like being the eldest daughter 
it's like every day is such a learning curve because sometimes i'm so i'm so sure that i know everything there is to know about myself and how my eldest daughter all affects me and my relationships and my personality and then i just start discovering new layers every other day and i'm just like oh my god is is it ever ending <laughs> um but <laughs> That being said, I think having this space, like talking to everyone that's experienced it, I think is really nice to not feel alone, to know that, okay, I've experienced it, they've experienced it, we can come together in this safe space and talk about it without anyone guilt tripping us or us feeling guilty for no reason. So I think... um, I, I don't think you ever stop learning. And, you know, I find it very crazy that there is someone out there that's probably thinking, why am I like this? And they're probably an eldest daughter and not know yeah. the reason they're like this. And that's mind blowing to me. <laughs> it, it is. It really is. But I, And I have to tell you, I was one of those. I was one of those up until a few months ago <laughs> when I found you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's, yes. It's uh it's un oh I I don't I feel like I have no words to to describe what it what it meant or what it represented when I mm. you know started connecting the dots and and thinking man I really didn't have a I didn't have a chance you know <laughs> it's like so ingrained you know you don't even realize yeah that my parents all our parents you know regardless of I know everybody's situation is different and there are definitely, you know, some negative experiences to that people have, have had, but they really did a Mm. good job as far as ingraining in us that, that sense of responsibility and the sense of, you know, making, making sure that you're doing right, the right thing, even when others, even when nobody's looking, (laughs) right? (laughs) literally it's like being an eldest daughter they literally have invisible handcuffs on Mm. us and they can literally control us from anywhere and I think this is this is why we're trying to end this cycle so that you can live your life without worrying about everyone else even if you guys are in different cities um which is what a lot of us may have experienced like leaving home you still feel guilty doing certain things because you're like oh what would my parents think and like your parents are like 100 miles away like just live your life but hopefully we'll we'll explore all these different things and um be able to unlearn together yeah and start go from surviving to thriving absolutely i'm all for that let's do it let's do it (laughs) Sanya thank you so so much um I really enjoyed speaking to you and getting to know you and I'm sure the guests did too so guys um welcome Sanya and um you guys will be hearing more of her and um I'm looking forward to speaking to her more and um getting through this eldest daughter life with her um, so yeah, thank you guys. Hope you have a good rest of your week ahead. Bye. Bye thank for now. you.